Talk of the Town is a public service program produced by Midwest Family Springfield, airing Sunday morning on 92.7 WMAY, 98.7 WNNS, 97.7 WQLZ, and 102.5 The Lake. The mission of the show is to provide you with new information on the great organizations and great people in the Springfield area who work hard to make things easier for others throughout our community and to make Springfield a better place to live. The intent of this program is to be timely, topical, to entertain and to inform talk of the town trent nelson good morning and what a wonderful morning once again the air is chilly the season is festive no matter what you celebrate we hope that you are celebrating it happily and with those that you care for And if you're not celebrating yet, then we hope that in the coming days that you do so heartily and with great love. And part of our seasonal present to you, we have wonderful discussions today with the likes of who you might ask. Well, Lori Barnes and Tiffany Williams, two directors at the Muni who came to chat with us about their 2024 performance schedule, some great shows, including the ones that they are directing. Then we have Melissa Horn of the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. She came down to talk to us about, well, about a lot of things, including their annual economic breakfast that occurred just a bit ago, as well as what we can expect in the upcoming weeks, as well as the new year. Hint, there are some networking opportunities as well as a gala. So you will not want to miss that discussion, nor will you want to miss our final chat, which is with the executive director of Heartland Housed, part of the Heartland Continuum of Care around Sangamon County and Springfield. Executive Director Josh Sable, a great friend of our programs, came down to talk to us about the state of the region of our particular county, as it concerns housing insecurity and homelessness, as well as a new shelter that will positively benefit the community in a myriad of ways, all of which we will get into during our discussion. Now, just sit back, relax, grab a bit of coffee, some breakfast, perhaps a little dessert, and enjoy this Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. Let's go. Talk of the town. This is Trent Nelson. Good morning, and what a wonderful morning it is to enjoy some lovely conversation concerning the arts, concerning culture, concerning the theater. And who, who are we speaking to today? Well, you'll have to settle down for a second. We have a bit of an intro to get through. We're speaking to two directors from the Muni, and we are speaking with them concerning two of the Muni's four shows for the upcoming 2024 season. Those will be Jersey Boys, Music Man, Cinderella, and Disney's The Little Mermaid. We are so thrilled to be joined by two of the directors of Cinderella and The Little Mermaid, respectively. We have Tiffany Williams, who's one of the directors of The Little Mermaid, and we have Laurie Barnes, who's one of the directors of Cinderella. Such a pleasure to have you each on this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. The pleasure is absolutely all ours, and we'll just jump right into it because we know how busy you both are, and of course, our audience, they get anxious. They want to know information just as badly as we all do. Tell us 
about the Muni's upcoming season and, and what people should be looking forward to? Well, I think we have a, a season that everybody will enjoy. We're, we're lucky enough to have the regional premiere of the Jersey Boys, and that has timeless songs in it. I think that some of the young people will be introduced to it to the first time, and some of the older people will enjoy you know, what they remember from their youth. But it's, it has songs like Big Girls Don't Cry, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. It's gorgeous music, and it's a really lovely show. Then we have The Music Man, which is a timeless classic. I, everybody probably knows a lot about that. Cinderella is an updated version where you will find some surprises in the plot, but it's still got the same beautiful music. And Tiffany is going to be doing Disney's Little Mermaid. Yes, I'm excited to co-direct that with Donna Reagan. I am a Disney fan, love Disney World, pretend I'm a Disney princess, and I'm the mother of three. And it's fun to be able to share some of the theatrical experiences with family. Um, and so out of this lineup, as Lori said, there's something for everything. But the exciting way that we will close out the season will provide an engaging, exciting evening for families to enjoy the memorable music and characters from Disney's Little Mermaid. And that's absolutely brilliant. Now, coming from the minds of two directors, what do you think, in your own personal opinions, we're getting subjective here, what is it about these four shows that really entices a crowd, really uh, brings everyone together to feel something collectively? Well, I think some of our, uh, one aspect of us announcing these shows is the idea of dreams and dreamers and an opportunity to chase those dreams. Sometimes a happy ending, sometimes a learning experience, but that those are all very uh, valuable outcomes from these dreams. And so when you begin the season with a show, particularly for adults, that people can associate with their memories throughout their life and watch also the journey of musicians directly, you know, on stage connecting to that. I think it is a fun way to open the season and then going on to a musical that provides an opportunity for many children to now join in on this journey this summer. It's kind of a silly tale. There's lots of silly moments in Music Man, but also an ending that draws people to choose right, do right, which I think is something in today's world that is a meaningful message. And then the closing with these last two fairy tales, again, an opportunity for families, but also an opportunity for audiences who are interested in the music element. I think there will be a big connection. And that makes uh, musical theater just a little bit different than some of the straight places is what the music brings to the storyline. I think the music brings an emotional aspect that you don't get with just words, although there are beautiful words, too, that can stir you. Music reaches you on uh, a different level. Different levels. It is certainly something to take note of. We have four wonderful, distinct stories this season um, that, of course, some are perhaps more designed for adults, some for children, but all of these stories at, at one point or another, uh, they make you feel something uh, if you're an adult, if you're a child. They make you feel something that is meaningful, and, and uh, Tiffany, I believe you, you mentioned it, dreams, right? We all dream. Well, and I also think theater 
plays a part in helping you experience things outside your own sphere. If you can feel something or think something that you wouldn't have thought or felt if you didn't see that show, then you've grown. And I think that's important. Well, and that's true of all art. But theater is an uh, immersive experience where when it's done well, you get lost in the story. And all of these have great character arcs where people learn something, they grow, and they become something more than they were before. Stories are so important for us because they allow for us, as you just noted, uh, Laurie, to witness something that perhaps we haven't experienced, but that we can appraise and say, well, that moment reminds me of a time in my life. Right. Well, okay, I can understand this now because even though it's not the exact same circumstances, something happened throughout this event, which now has me thinking back on my life, right? And also that you have more empathy for other people's situations, things that you maybe wouldn't have thought of because you thought, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that that would happen or that they experienced that. You heard it here first, folks. Lauren Farns and Tiffany Williams, go see a play and realize that we're all actually in more similar circumstances than we might realize at first. Absolutely. Tiffany Williams, Lori Barnes, they are the directors of both The Little Mermaid and Cinderella, the French for Little Ashes, as we recently learned. And we're both co-directors. I'm co-directing with Betsy O'Brien, who happens to be my daughter. And I'm co-directing with Donna Reagan. We didn't want to forget anyone. Of course, we wish we had each of those individuals here with us as well. But we are both lucky and thrilled to have Tiffany and Lori here with us. Now, when are all of these shows opening up? Muni is a family. We're all there rooting for each other. One of the things I love about theater and the arts is that it's cooperative rather than competitive. And we're all there to help each other. Jersey Boys opens May 31st. And that runs through June 8th. Music Man, June 21st through June 29th. And Cinderella is July 12th through July 20th. Closing with Disney's Little Mermaid, August 2nd through the 10th. Absolutely brilliant. And for those that hear this and just say to themselves, I cannot wait. I am so excited. How can they purchase tickets? How can they tell their friends and family? Where can they go to learn more information? So our website is themuni.org. So you can visit that on the internet. That We also have an active Facebook page and on Instagram so they can find us on social media. Tickets are available at MetroTix. Um, in fact, subscription tickets, including e-gift cards, will be available. Available December 15th, and then individual ticket sales will open up in April. Remember, Muni is an outdoor theater, so it's a wonderfully unique experience for the city of Springfield and surrounding cities this summer. And one thing I definitely want to mention is you can come and audition in March, but there are so many ways to get involved. We're always looking for volunteers. We thank our corporate sponsors in, a, in order to offer tickets at the prices we do. Um, we just cannot do that without financial sponsors. Sponsorship, and so we encourage folks to get involved backstage, on stage, and in audiences. You heard it here first, folks. So many ways to participate, to be a part of local art and culture. And as as Lori mentioned, art is cooperative, not competitive. We're all in this together, and we should all be supporting the lovely ventures that go on at the Muni. Tiffany Williams, Lori Barnes, one of the directors of The Little Mermaid and one of the directors of Cinderella. Such a pleasure to have you down with us this morning. Thank you for spending some time. Thank you for having us. We'll see you at the Muni, under the stars. <laughs> there we go. We'll be there. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Go out and enjoy some local theater. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Good morning. 
And what a wonderful morning it is to talk Springfield, to talk progress, to talk about what we had for Thanksgiving. We'll leave one of those out. We have Melissa Horn here. You remember her if you are a fan of any of our programs, part of the uh, Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. And she knows the lowdown on all sorts of interesting stuff that has happened, that is going to happen, perhaps that it is even presently happening. Melissa, such a pleasure to have you this morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Trent, for having me. The pleasure is all ours. You know that we love a good guest, some friendly company, and you are amongst our friendliest and best. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. So, Melissa, we hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We did. Excellent. We know that there was an economic forum uh, concerning the community recently. Would you tell our listeners who perhaps were not aware, could you tell them a bit more about what the contents were and and what was discussed? Yeah. So on November 8th, we had our Economic Outlook Breakfast. It's an annual breakfast that we hold every year at Lincoln Land Community College. We usually get an economic analyst or chief of economic outlook opportunities to come speak. This year, we had uh, Mr. Curtis Dubay with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce come and speak. He was phenomenal. He put it into real perspective of where we were at a year ago versus where we're at now and versus what's trending in the future for 2024. Kind of give a good perspective on what's going to happen at the federal level, but also at the local level to where it's more comprehensive for our business community in the 217. Right. And to that point, Melissa, we know that there is this strange dichotomy right now where tech Technically, the economy is doing much better than it was previously, and yet people feel a lack of confidence that outstrips that. Did the economist have anything on that topic, perhaps? He basically was just wanting to make sure that everybody knows where the numbers are laying right now, where the numbers are potentially going to be laying for the future. And versus where they laid a year ago. So it's it's kind of a fluctuation and a roll of the dice, basically, of where we're going to be at in six months from now. Again, like you said, everybody's kind of hit and miss. Do we want to spend our money? Do we not want to spend our money? Are right. we going to be in a recession? Are we in a recession? And, you know, some of those answers were done. Some of those answers were not given. And sometimes we just have to look at the data and the facts that are in front of us. Right. Well, that's just it. We are given numbers and information. But numbers and information by themselves without context can be extrapolated however we'd like to to make our points as we'd like them to stand. But as you noted, and as uh, many economists note, we need to take sort of a lay of the land, as it were, and then deduce what might be next ourselves Mm -hmm. as best we can. And we're certainly happy that the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce does that yearly and gives that wonderful information out. You heard it here first, folks. Next time, you might want to consider trying to get there yourself. It's a good breakfast program. That's for sure. A good breakfast program with some good breakfast and some good knowledge. You can't beat that. But you know what else you can't beat? You cannot beat what is coming up next across the community. And luckily, we have Melissa here still with us on Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. And we'll be right back. Talk of the Town, Trent Nelson. And we have Melissa Horn here of the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. She has been kind enough to hang out with us this morning. She's very busy, and we appreciate that. We appreciate you, Melissa. Thank you. I appreciate you all. We do our best to get the information out. Now, surely the new year has more events for people 
to be involved with. Absolutely. So we have another chamber on tap to kick off our 2024 season. And that's going to be at Pole Barn Cheek Events in their new pole barn that they are going to be, I think it's finishing up this month. So wow, we are very excited to partner with um, Audrey and Nick over at Pole Barn Cheek Events for the very first Chamber on Tap of 2024. And do we know exactly when that will be yet? That'll be Thursday, January 18th from 4.30 to 6.30. Not my birthday. Still a good reason to go out and have an on-tap event. That's right. Four <laughs> days before my birthday. <laughs> You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Now, talk to us about the annual gala, February 2nd, Second, you said. Uh-huh. That'll be held at the Crown Plaza from 6 to 9. And this prestigious event will t- kind of take a look back at 2023 of all of our successes. We'll um, hand out some more awards. We will um, basically recognize our Leadership Springfield graduates. Um, they've been going through a rigorous 14-week course um, with different leaderships and business uh, businesses within the community. And we will be recognizing our 2023 Small Business Award recipients and then just having great camaraderie with all of our business partners and chamber members because your successes are our successes. So many wonderful things to do across January, even the start of February. And if we're not giving you more, it's simply because this is a program with a finite time span. You understand? And you'll have to come back and hang out with us again. I will. Well, we're glad that you will, Melissa, but our listeners are going to have to as well because there's so much more and you'll have to make sure that you are a part of all of these wonderful get-togethers. Melissa Horn of the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce here with us this morning on Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. Business in the 217 with Trent Nelson. Now, before we let you go, Melissa, you said one thing that really just needs to be hammered home again. When the community succeeds, the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce succeeds. When the community succeeds, we all succeed. Why are both of those statements objectively accurate? It's a win-win. I mean, if our community supports our local businesses and those businesses support the chamber, then we're able to bring these events and everything to you within the community for members and non-members to attend and join and partake in the fun. Melissa Horn just told us that the growth of one entity actually inevitably leads to the growth of multiple entities, including the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce, including the community including the economic prestige of the city and the general area. And we are so happy to have the wonderful Melissa Horn on with us to discuss all of that, as well as what events you can enjoy coming up for January. And February. Und February, yeah. Melissa Horn, you're the best. Thanks, Trent. Our pleasure. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Go out and support your local small businesses, your neighbors, your local community, and support yourself. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Good morning. How's it going, everybody? I hope that everyone has been well. I, too, am doing well. And we have a great friend, as always, on to chat about the state of homelessness in Springfield and Sangamon County in the surrounding area. We are here with Heartland Housed Executive Director Josh Sabo, a great friend of ours, as I noted, and we are always so glad to have him on the program. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Trent. Great to be with you today. Well, it's always wonderful to have you down, and it's always wonderful to talk about, to be frank, an issue that is not wonderful, but what is wonderful is the work that you and your colleagues do at Heartland Housed to help 
facilitate a move towards what is called functional zero, which I will allow the executive director to explain alongside, for those who have never heard our discussions, what precisely is Heartland Housed? Absolutely. Heartland Housed is an organization that provides staff support and energy for the Heartland Continuum of Care. The Continuum of Care is the the model that the federal government uses to help communities strategize around homelessness. And so in Springfield and Sangamon County, the Heartland Continuum of Care is that body. And then Heartland Housed is, is linked with the Continuum of Care and provides staff energy to support all the task groups and the strategic initiatives and all the things that we're trying to employ to, to move forward and better address this challenging issue. And there are continuums of care across the states, correct? There are. Yeah. Every community is a part of one. The state of Illinois, I believe, has around 20. And so they they range in, in size from being one county like us to when you go west of us, the West Continuum of Care goes from Jacksonville all the way to Quincy. So they're all very different, uh, but are, are all trying to do the same thing in, in different geographic and you know density it, it, with different densities of population across the state. Absolutely. And so... Functional zero is something that for our listeners, maybe they've heard in reference to Rockford previously. What is it and how is Springfield and Sangamon County, how are we trying to get towards this aim? Right. Yeah. Just over a year ago, we released a strategic plan with the goal of, of helping our community get to functional zero in 2028. So it's a it's a long-term goal, something that's going to take a tremendous amount of work. But uh, the goal is to create an, a system of care that is effective enough to help a person end their homelessness within 30 days. So that's where we're aiming to get. You know, that has implications all across the board from, you know, community health to, you know, the, the cost and of what it takes to run emergency shelters to, uh, what, you know, food programs and employment programs, right? We, we are convinced that if we can help our community get to functional zero, it will do a lot to help make our community significantly stronger. Yes, there are economic benefits to everybody being a part of our functioning community. Absolutely. It is a wonderful thing that the Continuum and Heartland Housed are doing. We appreciate all of your work as well as the work of, of so many, and we'll get to some of them soon enough. Now that we've recollected ourselves a bit, what is... Heartland looking forward to as 2024 is right around the bend. Right. Yeah. So we are we're at this point where, you know, we're finishing up the the first year of this five year strategic plan. So we're we're both kind of looking back to say, what have we accomplished? You know, if you go to our website, heartlandhouse.org, you could see our quarterly reports where we talk about some of that progress and, and things that have developed. And then as we look to 2024, we're reshaping the strategic initiatives for the year ahead. And we're excited about some of the opportunities that have come our way. I mean, the number one thing when you look at the strategic plan is as a community, we've got to figure out how to create more housing opportunities for, for people who are experiencing homelessness. And when we say that, we, we, we really mean a supportive housing opportunities. We need to provide case management that helps people uh, move from where they are to stability in housing. And then we have to find resources for, for rental subsidy to really help people get into uh, you know a different a different place as it comes to as it comes to housing. So w- we've made progress this year in creating more of those opportunities. Um, looking towards a year ahead, we've we've really got to continue to to create those opportunities and pursue new funding opportunities to help do that as well. And then you know the other part of it is the system has to function well, which means uh, identifying people who are experiencing homelessness, uh, meeting them where they are, and then connecting them with appropriate resources uh, to help them get into a more stable housing opportunity. And some of the things that I'm, I'm most excited about that are right around the, the, the corner for us are, are really kind of some of those system improvements. Um, uh, you mentioned Rockford, Illinois. We, we talk about Rockford a lot because we were inspired by the work that they've been doing over the last six to seven years. They partnered with um, a nationwide organization called Community Solutions 
Commons on an initiative called Built for Zero. And that's really a way of structuring your community and your system so that you know every person experiencing homelessness by name and you're figuring out how to connect people to appropriate resources. And through an initiative of the, the state of Illinois' Office to Prevent and End Homelessness, we have begun partnering with Community Solutions and Built for Zero as of November. And in the first quarter of 2024, we'll be really tackling some of those initiatives uh, connected to Built for Zero. Um, so that's that's one thing we're really excited about, having that support. It's a it's an 18-month technical assistance process that we think is really going to help us improve around street outreach and you know really figuring out where those gaps in the system are, how people are kind of getting stuck in places without appropriate supports, and then being able to communicate, these are needs and we've got to figure out how to address them. Another thing that we're going to start in January that I'm excited about, that I, I, it's really deeply connected to that, but it's a, it's in a different initiative. Again, through the state of Illinois' Office to Prevent and End Homelessness, we're partnering with an organization called Re- Institute. And Reinstitute helps communities uh, do what's called a 100-day challenge. So we will be getting in, in January a 100-day challenge, uh, in particular around unsheltered homelessness, working to identify people, identify resources that are needed. Part of that 100-day challenge is to, to set unrealistic goals and then to in, engage a, a team of, of committed partners to really experiment and to think about how, how we could reach those goals. And, you know, one of the things I'm excited, it's going to push on the system. It's going to say, okay, this is working. This is not working. You know, what, what might we be able to dream up to, to help all of this? be more effective. So from a systems improvement standpoint, which I just kind of gets me fired up a little bit, I, I think it's a core part of really helping people in their homelessness really quickly. And so those are two things that are going to happen in the first quarter of 2024 that I really think will be a big part of the transformation for our community. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson here with the executive director of Heartland Housed, Josh Sabo. And we have been talking about some initiatives that are beginning in January 2024 that are designed to perhaps streamline uh, and form better our processes locally in dealing with individuals who are suffering from housing insecurity and homelessness. Director Sabo, thank you, as always, for coming down and having some time with us. But I would be remiss... I think if I did not ask you about the shelter opening up locally. Yes. Yeah. At the beginning of January, Helping Hands is going to be moving into a new shelter facility uh, that's out on Dirksen Parkway. You know, this has been a topic of conversation for our community for quite some time. And one of the things that one of the graphics we have in our strategic plan is a list of different efforts to create, you know, a different shelter facility that ultimately didn't come to fruition. So this partnership between Helping Hands and Sangamon County, to me, as we've had this shelter conversation, part of the conversation has been around how do we create the most effective care? As a community, we've stood up overflow shelters in the winter just to try to make sure people have a safe, warm place to go. It's been a challenging, both from funding that effort to staffing it. It's been something that is, that is, um, that's really been difficult. And what this new shelter facility does is it consolidates our, our largest shelter, which is Helping Hands, uh, with that overflow effort. And then it's going to do it in a way where it's going to be in a facility that can shelter 140 people. And it can be open 24 hours a day. It can provide it will provide three meals a day. And a key component of that is going to allow Helping Hands to make their, their housing-focused services more available to people. They're available now, right? But the proximity, you know, trying to get to people, it's all going to be located in, in one facility that will also have two clinic spaces there. So clinic partners will be coming in and offering healthcare services. It's just a tremendous facility. I'm excited for the community to see more pictures as it, as it gets completed here over the next few weeks. And it's something I think the community can be proud of. But I think it, it elevates uh, the quality of care that's available in our community. And in terms of sustainability, I think supporting Helping Hands as they consolidate these services in one location is something that I think the, the community will get behind and um, something we're, we're really excited about. A community should be proud 
of itself for how it takes care of those who are most in need of services, of assistance. That is something to aspire for and towards. And certainly we are excited about what Helping Hands will be able to offer the community moving forward starting in the new year. Absolutely. It is a wonderful time to see progress being made. And we have those working in Helping Hands, individuals like Laura Davis, who we've spoken with, individuals like Nick Dodson, and of course, our guest, Executive Director Sabo. Thank you so much, as always, for coming down and hanging out with us, sir. My pleasure. Pleasure is all ours. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Go out and love your neighbor as yourself. Thanks for listening to Talk of the Town. We'll be back next Sunday morning. Talk of the Town is a public service of Midwest Family Springfield. If you have any questions about today's program or previous programs, contact the show at MidwestFamilySPI.com slash Talk of the Town or call Midwest Family Springfield at 217-629-7077.